and welcome to another occasionally derailing episode of <laughs> We Only Look Then. I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your holiday hosts, and oh. uh, I have lost about 140 pounds. And with me is Donald Weigel, and I am also one of your holiday hosts, and I have lost about 100 pounds. What What was that? That like train movie, the Holiday Train movie with. Tom Hanks with the terribly scary Throw animation. Mom off the train? No, no, no. It was like animated oh, and the like Christmas train. Yeah, the Christmas oh, train movie, terrible. like Polar Express. Polar oh my Express. Gosh, that yeah, was a, that based, was a nightmare. Based on a book that was like so nightmarish. Delightful. I know a lot of people like the movie, but you were like occasionally derailing, and like oh, my brain went you... like straight to holiday trains. <laughs> yeah, I just thought of throw mama from the train, but we don't want to throw mamas from the train. No, no, no we would like mamas to stay <laughs> safely upon trains. Throwing them sounds like a bad idea, especially at holiday time. Especially. You don't want to do that. That's not a way to start the holidays off, right? But, you know, holidays can be derailing, Donald. Yes. Just like I said at the beginning, like 30 seconds ago. Yeah, that's Uh, true. We we have given you a few episodes on Thanksgiving, on sabotage, and some general, you know, more woo-woo, Stevie Nixie type episodes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Please don't don't say that. Okay, I'm going to stop I don't know what's more of a nightmare woo-woo Stevie Nicks or the Polar Express. <laughs> and we've probably just alienated half the audience who love both of Sorry, those things. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, we reached out to our communities on Facebook, our public community and our private Walt Place community yeah. to ask questions. I said, hey, people, hey, hey, normal people folk listening to this podcast, what would you like to know about the holidays? Because oh. we can, you know, we can guess what people want to think about. But it turns out when you go to the people, the people respond, and oh, uh, yeah. we have gotten a number of questions. Uh, we're not going to be able to finish all of them today, but we're going to cover a few that kind of clustered together from a few listeners, uh, just to kind of fill you in on some holiday things, some things that I think a lot of us face. I know I have faced before. Um, so that's kind of what we're diving into today. Yeah, there's some there's some toughies in here too. There's some things that uh, I really had to think about. Some things that I personally need to work on going on within these questions. You know, I prefer it when somebody's like, "Hey, what kind of rebounder should I get?" I can <laughs> I like I can like answer that right away. <laughs> I know that's a lot easier. Yeah, there were a few of these where I was like, "I'll just skip around that one." But, yeah. Uh, no, but anyway. <laughs> Now we're not skipping around. How do I solve all of my eating problems during the holidays? In 30 seconds. In 30 seconds. Sum it up and go. So we all have places to be, uh, namely us needing to make dinner soon for our daughter. Uh, yeah. Because it's, we're, it's another night episode. Another we night episode. I know. It's becoming a trend of recording these after uh, like the sun it, goes it down. It gets dark at like 3 o'clock in yeah. the afternoon. I'm like, okay, time for bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, there are times where I'm like, it's got to be about midnight. And I look at my watch and it's 530. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely, I've, I've crossed a, a, a boundary for sure. Okay. So we are going to start. We're going to just dive right in we don't have very many shenanigans to talk about today we're just gonna dive right in no See, i'm if, diving if you came for the shenanigans <laughs> you're gonna be a little disappointed about this episode nope nope <laughs> you did not come to the right party for that yeah. so uh, but we're gonna dive in we're gonna talk about liz hello liz hello uh, liz friend of the show yeah liz uh asks a very good question yeah, so for i'll sure i'll start we didn't actually talk about who was gonna say what question but you I'll, you read the question i'll start with this one so liz asks or says 
is uh, for the holidays and all time of year, what are some good go-to gifts that aren't food? No idea. <laughs> no. Are there any gifts that aren't food? We're not answering I'm this not question. I'm not aware of that. I always have snacks and candy in my office to give as and a thank you note for people when I want to recognize uh, staff members, but I'd love to stop perpetuating junk food gifts when I can. Same for the holiday gifts for staff. So we've all been here. My boss, my old boss, she was uh, she was a candy and a mug person. Yeah. It was always, I have so many, mu- hang in there with the little cat <laughs> full of Hershey's yeah. kisses. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing as grownups, something I've learned. No, nobody needs more free candy. No, we all we can afford candy. Candy yeah. isn't our problem. Yeah, I, I mean know. it is our problem, yeah. but it's not like oh good. Lack of candy is not our problem. Oh boy, Laffy Taffy, hooray! <laughs> like finally, exactly. no. But I know like so, I don't know if you know this, Donald, but like sororities do this thing where they get a poster, and they'll be like, they'll take like no need to Snickers, and they'll like tape a Snickers bar to it, and like. Uh, no, I have never heard of this, We're... and I'm wondering how you know about it. You were never <laughs> in a sorority. <laughs> like, I'm Skittles Pink that you're part of the club. I, like, I find out that you've got some uh, secret like sorority stocking no life Twix going on that I don't know anything us. about it. I'm yeah. obviously not doing this correctly, but I've seen yeah. I've I've seen on the interweb that there yeah. are sororities. <laughs> I'm looking up candy sorority. <laughs> um, but no, but candy is a very uh, simple way to show uh, you know love. And gratitude um but calorically it's not a great idea and again people this is a whole candy season we don't need any free candy so liz we're loving your question wouldn't it be awesome if we just moved on and went to the next one like yeah. in a deposition that was a really great question so we're gonna move on now um but uh but yeah no we actually have some great ideas on this one yes indeed um some things you might want to consider are lottery scratchers that is like you have no idea what is going to come with a lottery scratcher. Yeah. I think that is a great idea. Yeah, and it's something I would never buy for myself. But if somebody gives me one, I'm so excited to scratch it off. Yeah, but even if you get, I mean, I don't, I, I, again, I, I, uh, I, I wasn't in a sorority and I don't buy lottery tickets. But I think you can buy like $5 lottery tickets or $10 or sure. whatever. Just go and buy a bunch of them and then keep them in a safe in your office because you don't want to see them. But then give them out like five bucks at a time. Why not? Yeah, and I know a lot of people don't, I don't know why people feel like that it's not as thoughtful as I do, but gift cards are always a winner. Like gas gift cards, yeah. coffee gift card, Amazon gift card. Like, and, you know, it's all like movie theater gift card. Like it's all Yeah, good. something super generic. Make sure that it's actually something in your town that you have. We've gotten a few gift cards a year later yeah. and it's like well we could drive $50 yeah, to we save were, $25 we were just yesterday trying to figure out if there was a gift card we could use I won't name the, the restaurant it was for a restaurant that we were given we just and don't like, have there, one. there isn't one within a 45 like, minute drive well we here. could spend $50 on a tank of gas for $25 so make sure it's something local something close to the office something kind of generic but a $5 gift card that's always a fun thing to do yeah but, you, you had some other good ideas too yeah another thing you can do and I, I think I heard this from Gretchen Rue because she says most of the things that I know in the world is sort of like have a signature gift for the year if you're doing it for a holiday. So if there's a book that you really love, like I love the Lazy Genius uh, Way, which is a a great book. It's that, you know, it's like $15, something like that. If you really love it and want to share a helpful book with other people, you could give that as a gift. You could also choose, we've talked about this too, Penzi's Spices. Yeah, Uh, oh my goodness, I love Penzi's Spices. 
spices. I use them literally every day. <laughs> they are uh, a spice company based in the Midwest, and they're uh, they're good with social causes. They're a fun, fun company. Um, but decide on a sp- – we've talked about spices being the spice of life. Mm. So you're not actually giving, say, for example, you know, you're not just giving somebody, you know, candy, but being like, oh, hey, they sell some really great Himalayan salt or some, like, artisan – like, a couple that we like. There's one called Sunny Paris that we really like. Oh, yeah. They have a great Greek seasoning, basil, garlic. And it might be something that your um, your your fellow coworkers might not buy for themselves, but having like a cool artisanal seasoning that they wouldn't otherwise buy, um, I think is actually kind of a cool thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and some other things you might want to consider, like if you're in one of those places where it gets cold, like not here, but, um, you know, it'd be like an ice scraper Ooh. or hand warmers or something like that. I like actually, something that everybody could use or even like a squeegee if you're in Southern California. I bought a squeegee. Okay. I've lived here for 23 years, always with the, you know, the dew on the car in the morning and you right. can't see anything. Literally just bought a squeegee a month ago. Changed my life. Changed yeah. my life. Yeah, no, the squeegee is a good thing. It, like, it feels like I'm back east um, uh, scraping windows off when I use it, but uh, but it's good stuff. Well, you have one of those like jaws of life multi-tool things. Yeah, I have an irrational fear of of like going off the road and then being trapped in my car. So I have a life hammer that I keep <laughs> in my car, which I will hopefully never use. It's very but, small. It's not like Thor's hammer. It's just like a the, little the like fact. It, but, you know, it theoretically, like I could cut my seatbelt with it and also break the window of my car in case I was trapped inside so that I could get out. Just like knowing that I have it is is comforting because a, I'll probably never have to use and it. And open a can of high C also probably. Yeah, but, probably But some like C. weird little gadget that maybe people wouldn't buy for themselves themselves but like an emergency kit or something like that um also there's a website called uncommongoods.com oh they have over three thousand things i didn't know i needed until i saw it but they have gifts ranging from like little you know kind of retro toy doodads to little artisan you know uh um ring dishes and soap dispensers and just weird things so you could always just check out uncommon goods buy like 10 or 15 things under $10 and then just keep them in your, you know, almost like when you go to the dentist and they have that treasure trust of all the little toys. Just keep a few things on hand and and give those out. Fun socks. Who doesn't love fun socks? We could just go on naming things that you could buy. but. And, and like, I just, it just occurred to me, I could start giving out Funko Pops to people <laughs> and then it would be a good excuse to buy new ones because then I would have room to buy That's new ones. That's a good idea. If you yeah. know, if you know people like Funko Pops, but yeah. you like an unscented lotion, unscented candles, oh, yeah. a little like travel battery uh, flashlight or something like that for the oh, car. Oh, yeah, I love those. Stuff like that. It's very practical, little stocking stuffers, if you will. So, yeah. uh, so those are our ideas. Um, if anyone else uh, listening has any ideas that have worked out, let us know. But yeah, let's stay away from like the candy and the the snacks that nobody needs. So yes, thank you for that indeed. question, Liz. We'll All call right. her Liz. We'll call her Liz because that's her name. All right. So the the next question um, is from Peggy, and this one is a a little more multi layered and um, is a lot more emotional. Yeah, this one's and, a little more complicated. And, we started and a lot with more, the gifts. a lot more complicated, and you know there are definitely parts of this that I'm still working on for sure. Um, so Peggy asks, we'll call her Peggy because that is also her name. Says, how should one handle those occasionally derailing comments from family members about your weight loss? And she goes on to say, like, you, you know, you may obviously think people talking about your weight 
in a negative light might be a problem. She said sometimes even compliments can make one feel like they have more latitude than they really do. Yeah, no, that's a really big one. And to to piggyback on Peggy, Sonia said, that's a great point. I'm a bit nervous too about seeing some family that are feeders and feel like they, you know, are food pushers. Oh, you're getting too skinny compliments, that kind of thing. So all of those like seemingly helpful, positive, judgmental things. So either it makes you feel like you have too much latitude or just makes you self-conscious about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Look, I I think we all, or I mean, I don't know, I presume we all have had those older family members who, you know, would be like, oh, you're, we'll just come right out and say like, oh, you're getting heavy, you know, you're, you're getting huge, like you sure you should be eating that. And I've even experienced growing up the family member who would would say that and then complain that I wasn't eating enough, like at the same time. Yeah. And it was all these, you know, mixed messages. And you know, one one thing to do, and this is easier said than done, is realize that there definitely are generational differences in this. And, you know, sometimes, even though it can be equally hurtful, you got to just let go of grandma's comments. Like, you know, sometimes she can't help herself. It's She grew up in a different time, uh, came from a different culture. And you have to understand, or maybe you don't have to understand, but it's important to try to understand where she's coming from. And uh, I don't know why I'm, it's always grandma, but um, and and try to not internalize those comments. Well, and I think that that is the biggest thing because both positive and negative comments. I mean, they a positive can be a negative. You know, all those electrons and protons happening at the same time. But I think we feel like we have to engage with every comment that is made to us. Yeah, whether it is a you know political discussion, a social discussion, we feel like we have to have a comeback and a thing to say. And sometimes it can be surprising when someone says something that you don't expect them to. And we feel like we've got to have like the right thing to say, or the right, you know, we have to internalize it. And the thing is something that I learned this year through the whole COVID thing, I don't have to actually listen to what people say. Yeah, Like I can just hear like peanuts, like wah, 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 like, (laughs) oh, Catherine, wah, 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 wah. Like someone actually said like, oh, Catherine, I see you've still kept off the weight. As like the first yeah. thing. And like, I just be like, okay, that's fine. Like, I don't have to make it a thing. I don't have to make it mean more than it is. I don't have to like, let it throw me off. It's just, all right, yep, I'm going to move forward. You have to sort of decide how much you want to engage with the person, how important it is for them to understand how you feel. Because like Donald said, you can brush it off. You can just say, okay, that's her generation, you know, make it like a bingo card game. But we can also decide if it is really the right time to engage with people and let them know how we feel. Because guess what? I'm 47 years old. I'm having hot flashes and stuff. If I don't start telling people what I need now when am I going to do it? Yeah, I mean, like, I I just turned 52 if we're going to be, like, naming our ages. And if I can't, you know, stand up for myself at this point, like, I'm a grown man. Yeah, like, like he's an actual grown-up like, now. I'm, like, borderline, like, heading towards, you know, senior citizenship. Like, uh, if I can't... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went to the hardware store this morning, and they're like... I was wearing a mask, and they were like, oh, do you qualify for any discounts? And I was like, I don't know, but, like, like senior... Or military. (laughs) I I should have just said yes and gotten the 10% off. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, You know, but look, 
it, it seriously, we've done, you know, several episodes about asserting boundaries and having boundary issues. And I know it can be really difficult with family. And it's probably not going to happen overnight. It, it's taken me years and years to be able to like actually talk to my family about what I want in terms of health and fitness and food. And, and even, you know, I don't always even succeed now, but if I can't do it now, when is it going to happen? Yeah. I think the thing that has really changed for me over the last few years is understanding my boundaries on what I'm willing to talk about what I'm willing to negotiate, and not being deferential to people just because they're older than me. Right. And I think we um, we found an article, Donald's, I think we'll link to it. Um, one of the things I think I I'm, I'm, I'm missing in my tactic um, is having a little bit of an attitude of humility and grace about the comment being made. Because I think people who don't have weight issues or just don't have a lot of understanding about how personal this all is for us, don't really know how those comments affect us. Yeah. They just don't know. It's not, they're not trying to be mean. They're not trying to be hurtful. They're just coming from a place of not being informed about how it affects you. You know, and sometimes your relatives, your friends are commenting on your body issues and what you're eating to deflect from themselves. Like they're, they're really, I know it, I know that sounds like the old cliche, like the bully really, you know, is insecure inside, but it, it really is true. Sometimes people, you know, are trying to deflect upon you because of ways they're feeling about their own selves. And so approaching the person with an idea that they're not intentionally trying to be hurtful to you, which in most cases I think is probably true. Um, maybe some cases people are intentionally trying to be hurtful, but, um, I think most of the time people don't understand that what they're saying is hurtful. And so trying to have, like Catherine said, some grace and humility and approach it from that side rather than going straight to, you know, anger <laughs> is is usually uh, the best way to approach these conversations. Yeah, in the anger side of it, I for one realized that when people made comments about my eating, are you going to eat that whole salad? I thought you were on a diet. Why are you, can you really eat that brownie? Does it fit into your plan? Yeah. I would suddenly go into secret eating, which is something that I have an issue with. I didn't realize that what people were saying had an actual effect on my eating patterns. And once I realized that people commenting on my food made me want to retreat into those old disordered eating patterns, I was able to actually articulate that. And I, I like I actually said to the person when they said, wow, that's a really big salad. I said, you know, when you make comments about the food that I'm eating, I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually have a secret eating issue where I'm ashamed to eat in public. And so it makes me want to retreat and eat like in my bedroom. And I really don't want to do that. So it is really helpful to me if you just don't make any comments about the food that I'm eating. Yeah. And it shut it down. Like. I don't think the person had any idea. They were just like, oh, well, that's a big couch. Like, oh, what big eyes you have. Like, yeah, yeah. They didn't realize that it went that deep. And once I was able to explain it to them, and this is an important person in my life, it changed the dynamic. And now they, that, 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 their comments don't have power over me anymore because I'm able to articulate what was actually tr like upsetting for me. Yeah, and I understand that that can be scary to be, you know, to lay yourself out there like that. But, you know, Sometimes when when people really hear the heartfelt truth like that, it can be eye opening to them, like in, in your case. Well, and to, you know, sort of going back to the lighter side of it, people and one of the articles we read talked about how, you know, people are going to comment on looks 
first because that's yeah. what we see. We can't go like, oh my gosh, I can tell you just, you know, did an internship. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. you look like the kind of person who just, you know, learned a foreign language. I can tell you've really adjusted your mindset about, you know, <laughs> towards a growth mindset uh, lately. Yeah. So people go with looks. Oh my gosh, you look amazing. Oh my gosh, what I love your hair. Oh, I love your Christmas outfit, whatever. So people are going to talk about looks. And we can deflect and we can change the conversation. Um, I know for one, you know, on sort of the lighter side of it, if people are commenting on food choices, one of the articles just talked about just saying like, wow, are you, you know, are you going to eat all that? We should have had like a dialogue like you be the, the yeah. co-worker and I'd be the person, but we didn't really work on it. Are that. you going to eat all of that? Yes, Jim, in accounting. That's this is exactly the amount of food I'm going to eat. And it's pleasant. <laughs> Happy holidays to you. See? And also <laughs> to you. I realize now I should not have brought that up. No, but the more, you know, Effort, you know, sort of the act the way you want to feel. Yes, I am very excited about this lasagna. Wow, yes, I am really enthusiastic about the salad. Not, I don't know why I'm not talking like an actual person. But everybody eats differently. There's no arbiter of the perfect amount of food. I know I've talked about this before, too, of like the Goldilocks thing of like, is there the too hot, too cold, too big of a salad? You know, hey, Jim and accounting, show me the exact amount of food you think that I should be eating. Yeah. Like, what is that? That's not yeah. a thing. So, yeah. Sometimes you really do just need to be direct. And I know that it's easier for me to say on a podcast than it is to do when you're face to face with with somebody. But you you have to say, like, how about when we're at the table, we don't talk about my body? Like, how about we don't talk about how much, you know, I'm eating? And instead, I'd rather know about, you know, X, Y, or Z thing. Yeah, and I, there was there was something a long time ago I saw that was like, hey, I'm on a diet from Diet Talk, everybody. Yeah. Like, and we're not on diets. Oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just enjoying what I'm eating. I'm feeling really good right now. Maybe we can, I don't think the holiday table is the place to talk about it. Why don't we talk right. about it another time? Today, let's talk about, We. I haven't seen you in six months. What have you been watching on Netflix? What have you been doing with your time? What are you looking forward to now that COVID is over? Yeah. Change the conversation away from those, well, what have you done? Did you get, you know, your stomach, you know, whatever. Like, just change the conversation. We can do that. We don't have to lean into the big conversation at the holiday table. Yeah. And and look, if all else fails, you can really just say, my body is not up for discussion. Like, yeah. my eating habits are not up for discussion I'm not interested. And again, that can be difficult to do. But if if it really is going to affect you, like sometimes you have to be direct and assert your own boundaries and stand up for yourself. Yeah, I have a relative who still questions the way I have managed my weight loss and tries to push green smoothies on me. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, and it's almost it's almost comical now. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. And they're younger than me, too. It's not even, you know, an elderly person. But just deciding that, like, I am a grown up. And I am not going to be afraid to yeah. live my life the way I need to do it. Not everyone we love can support us in the way we need support. And that's why we don't necessarily have to open every single person we love. We don't have to open them up to our entire journey. Finding people who can support you in a way that is meaningful, that builds you up, matters. And it's okay if it's not your aunt. It's okay if it's not your mom. It can be someone else. But you don't have to give that part of yourself to them. So we believe in you. If, you, uh, if you're at the dinner table, put in your earbuds. Just listen to us. We get you. Yeah. We support you. We sure do. I know you're, you're wrapping up this section, but I've actually had to say to people like that have told me I'm like doing it the wrong way. I've actually had to say, you know what? 
I lost 100 pounds doing this way. So I think that I'm like, I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, there's, you know, just, but, but yeah, that whole like, just like, stay in your own lane. It's fine. Don't, yeah, don't worry about exactly. it. It's all right. Oh, and before we move on, I want to make sure that we cover Peggy's original question. Oh, yeah. Which was, uh, how should one handle those occasionally derailing comments from family members about weight loss? Sometimes compliments can make one feel like they have more latitude than they really do. Yes, the compliments part. We didn't really touch on that. Yeah. So I want to dive in. I'm not a, an English teacher. I don't know anything about anything. But let's, let's <laughs> dive not? in. Let's dive into the words used. So the de- derailing comments, I think, is it's almost not a choice, but we can decide what we're going to make other people's comments mean, whether positive or negative. And I think it all sort of starts with one's own identity. We have talked about this before, about how our identities have shifted over the last number of years. Sure, I have days where I go off track or I eat in old ways that maybe don't suit my, uh, my, my healthy goals. Yep. But what I do know is that I identify as an active person. I identify as a fit person. I identify as someone who really still loves the taste of food. Yeah. But I don't think of it as ending. Like, I think, okay, we're back on track the day after Christmas. I'm indulging a little bit. But I know based on my history, that I don't have much latitude. I know that there's a very slim margin, (laughs) unlike my slimness in the past. Um, (laughs) I know I can go off track for a few days and be all right, but I know that if I let it go into a week, two weeks, then suddenly I'm going to start gaining weight really quickly. Yeah, and look, we've probably said it a thousand times on this show, but you know, aside from me thinking about what I'm going to eat at my next meal all the time, the other thought that I constantly run through my head is there is no finish line. Oh, I thought like, you were going to say there's no, I got to get in more steps. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's like the third thought. Okay. Yeah, no, Sorry. there is no finish line. And I, I know it's sometimes easier to say these things than it is to actually do them. But I know that I can't ever allow myself to become overconfident about this at all, because anytime I ever did that in the past, that's when it all fell apart. And, you know, I didn't cross some finish line and then I'm done. I have to constantly stay vigilant, constantly watch myself and constantly not let myself fall back into old habits. And keeping that in mind is how I manage to stay on track. Well, and I think, too, going back to being around family, they can definitely pull us back into old styles of eating and old kind of reliable family traditions and that kind of thing. But in the end, no matter if someone compliments me or if someone says something like, oh, I thought you were like, I don't know, insert in post fix whatever I just (laughs) said and say something really interesting. But I rely much less now on what other people's opinions are of me than I used to. I used to really rely on other people's approval and other people's, you know, like, oh, well, did you do it like this or like that or whatever? I now am just kind of like, I'm doing my own thing. This is what I know works for me. And I keep my head down and I keep moving forward. Sure, I can take a compliment, but I don't really internalize it. I don't yeah. know if that makes like I look for that inner identity of I'm active. I really enjoy indulging every once in a while, but I know I feel my best when I keep moving my body, eating food that doesn't give me heartburn all the time, you know, getting in that purposeful movement. So, uh, so yeah, just focus on that identity. I don't know. I, I know I've said it before, but now that I'm uh, barreling toward my late 40s, I'm in my late 40s. There, I said it. <laughs> I care so much less about what 
people think about me and the choices that I make. Yeah. Uh, it, it's actually kind of liberating, but if if not now, when? So if I can save you, dear listener, from uh, another 15 years of wondering if you deserve to take up space. Uh, so I'm just saying, you do you, focus on what you know to be true about yourself, which is small indulgences are okay, but you're an active and healthy and fit person. All right. So our our third and final section for this episode has to deal with going and visiting others. Which we do not recommend. <laughs> no, no, just don't do that. And then uh, problem solved. Um, no, uh, Laura asks, how do you prioritize your time for healthy habits when you're not in charge of the schedule when you're with a family for an extended period of time? Donald is going to know something about this very soon. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm uh, I'm about to, uh, to go visit my parents who I have not seen in two years. Yeah. It's crazy. So uh, I'm very excited to see them. Um, and look, they know what my weight was before. I have it a little easier, I think, because they know what my weight was before. They know what it is now. They know that this is a super priority for me. They know that, you know, about We Only Look How's thin. your blog? So, yes, my blog. They love my blog. <laughs> so uh, so I think that, you know, I have a little bit of an advantage in this situation. But, but yeah, it, it still happens where they have an agenda where they, like, want to go to the buffet restaurant that they love and – and you know make their world famous whatever and, and they they you know want to fill all the time with other things happening and i have to actually like assert myself and and be you know i think we're getting ahead of ourselves um uh you know but uh, assert myself and be like you know what i am going to get up and go for a walk in the morning and if you would like to join me like fantastic but otherwise you know i'm going to do that and you know you do what you normally do in the morning or i'm going to get up earlier than you and do that although it's pretty hard to get up earlier than <laughs> <laughs> no one than, gets than, up earlier than parents than parents yeah but also um gina sort of tying into what laura had asked gina said adding to that um how do i stay healthy and food in a food focused mindset when staying at your child home surrounded by tempting foods that you normally don't keep in the house. So I think these two from uh, Laura and Gina really do go together. And, you know, we have an opportunity, sort of what Laura said was when you're not in charge of the schedule, I think the big thing to consider is that we have the opportunity to tell people what we need from a situation. Sure, there are times when there are emergencies or you're traveling with other people and maybe you don't know exactly what you're going to be able to do. But when we allow ourselves to go with the wind and just say like, well, it's it's the in-laws. I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say anything. When we put ourselves in a situation where we don't want to say anything, no one is going to guess what we need. And we have the opportunity to start a conversation before the trip to let people know what we need. Hey, I would really, you know, I did a little bit of research. I realized that you've got some great, you know, walking trails in your area. Yeah. There's a botanical garden. There's an indoor ice skating rink. What do you guys think about putting that on the agenda? And maybe that isn't possible based on where you are. If you're at maybe a, a lovely cabin in the woods, not yeah. a creepy, scary cabin, but like a lovely cabin with snow and deer. <laughs> um, but deciding like, hey, every morning I'm going to go on a nature walk. Anybody want to join me? Amazing. Yeah. If and not, then you can burn some calories by running from mountain lions. <laughs> <laughs> um, but deciding each day that you're going to be the leader of the nature walk or you're going to be the dog walk person or, you know, leading the morning yoga or something like that. You have an opportunity to take 
take 10, 15 minutes a day to do that for yourselves. And I know we don't always have agency over every minute, but I know I used to kind of cross my arms and go like, well, what am I, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And now we have the opportunity to assign ourselves as the, you know, fitness activity part of the the group. Like you don't have to just sit on the couch all the time, which is what parents like to do sometimes. Yeah. And I think you might be surprised sometimes at how, you know, telling people directly what you want can actually lead to getting what you want. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, really... It, you know, sometimes I just spent years and years just sort of stewing in silence. And, you know, people can't read my mind when I want something. Like, if I want to go to bed at a certain hour, I have to like assert that and actually tell people or they're going to just assume that you're, you know, you do things the way they do. I know. Them, I'm like, or, or I, that you're on the same I, wavelength. I'm in bed at 830. I'm not planning yeah. a late night. We're not starting a movie right now. But also part of that, my brother has a, a habit and it's a good habit. Uh, I thought it was annoying when I didn't want to get in fitness, <laughs> but my brother, we would go on vacation and he would find out where the gym was in the town, uh, and he would get a week-long membership to the gym. And then he would say, hey, everybody, I'm going to be gone for about an hour and a half. And then he would go, and we would do stuff, and it was fine. We'd drink coffee, sit around, and he would come back, and then everything was fine. But he did that all the time when he was away. And it seemed like, well, who would do that? That's not a thing you do. But guess what? He kept up his fitness routine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing how, like, sometimes I can just be, you know, sort of petty and jealous of people who are actually doing what they want. And it turns out that I can a lot of times actually assert myself and do what I want, but too. What's better than having free time away from family members. I know. It's the most amazing part of vacation together is yeah. having alone time. Is, is having them do something they want to do <laughs> while you're doing something else. <laughs> no, but when we were on vacation, we went on like nice walks to go get coffee with oh, your yeah. sister and brother-in-law and that no, was super that was fun. Great. And like doing a morning yoga class or something like that. Like yeah. it's it's fun to have a group activity that that is outside and outgoing. Yeah. Um, but Donald... May I call you Donald? You may. That is my name. <laughs> okay. So uh, what do we do when we're in our childhood homes and all of the temptations are around us? Because that is an actual thing. It's one thing to have your own junk around, but yeah. then you get back and you realize that your family keeps all of the potato chips on the counter all the time. That's, yeah. That's no, tough. It's true. And, and look, it's not easy and this can be difficult, but- you know, I try and set a rule for myself that I don't start on that stuff. Like once I start, I find it really, really difficult uh, to stop. But I actually just had this conversation with my parents about whether or not I should have groceries delivered ahead of time, like have a grocery order. Meet yeah, me. that's such a good idea. And, you know, my mother actually suggested that uh, and this is what we sort of settled on, that I send her a list of some things that she can pick up so that I have some of my normal like healthy food in the house. Um, another option is that you actually go grocery shopping when you arrive. You know, if it's the kind of thing where you're just visiting home and it's not like you're you're going on an actual vacation together. Um, you know, all of those things can work really well. And, you know, it it's weird. Sometimes I feel like a nice bonding when I go grocery shopping with my parents. You know, it's weird. You know, it's sort of a, a thing to do that is also uh, a practical thing. And it really, to have a lot of the same foods that I eat at home all the time there yeah. makes things a lot easier to, to get through the trip without overindulging. Yeah, when I saw my mom this summer, the first thing I did was go to Trader Joe's and I bought four or five things that are kind of my go-to staple snack 
yeah. things. And there's something about just seeing my own Faya yogurt in the refrigerator right. is like, that's what I'm focusing on. That's what I can control. And the more I can, and this kind of goes to a bigger uh, question is that, you know, don't start trying to keep to your most normal habits in the daytime and then waiting for more indulgent foods in the evening can just help you get through most of the day with choices that you feel that actually make you feel good. Yeah. And then sure, I'll have some chips at night that I'll plan out or I'll have some candy or whatever. But when we start 10 o'clock in the morning, sitting oh, around yeah. the dish no. of it, candy, I, you like, know, once the, once the doors are open, it's really hard to close them back up again, at least for me. Yeah. And another thing that I do with Donald's food that works most of the time uh, <laughs> <laughs> is I treat you know, if you're in your parents' home and everything is oh, kind yeah. of like where it used to be, I treat Donald's snacks and treats like he was my office mate or yeah. my roommate. They are not mine. They don't belong to me. That is and right. You when, stay out of my <laughs> snacks. <laughs> when you when you are at the office and someone has their name on food and you take it, like that is not cool. And so I kind of act like that at home with Donald and our daughter too, of just like, I, I it's just not mine. And yeah. I, and when I identify it as not mine, then it's almost not an issue because, oh, that's not my food. Like I just wouldn't eat that. So have your family members take a Sharpie and write their names <laughs> on all the food that you don't want to eat before you get there. Sure. No, that's just a little joke. But. No, but you know, that, that prepping and having the groceries delivered, having your own food there, sticking to your plan, I think it can just make you feel more normal because we do go into old patterns when we're around family. We go into old deferential behavior or I used to love it when my grandmother would make me, you know, toast and coffee in the morning. Like that was our yeah. our thing. If there are things that, you know, it's like if it's two or three days Maybe being like, you know what, I'm going to have toast and coffee with my grandma. Like, that sounds amazing. What a wonderful bonding memory. Right. But if it's like, okay, 10 days, like I can't do that for 10 days. I can maybe do it for a couple of days. So sort of deciding before you get in there how you're going to manage it is important. And again, that having your parents understand like, oh, well, it's just a phase. Oh, look at it. <laughs> look at her. Oh, she's vegetarian again. Like. Yeah. You know, again, it doesn't have to be about, oh, well, I'm on a diet or, oh, you know, I'm tracking calories or whatever. It can just be like, you know what? I feel my best when I kind of stick to this kind of food, the simple food in the daytime. I get really tired if I eat that kind of food in the daytime. I kind of like to save my treats for the evening because I feel sluggish or whatever, because all of that is true for me. When I eat, you know, big, heavy breakfasts, then I want to take a nap and that's yeah. not what I want to do. So again, we don't have to make it about, you know, diet or, you know, judging other people for their choices, just saying, you know what, I feel my best when I eat a salad. I feel my best when I'm eating this way. And if you want to indulge, it's fine, but you don't have to make like a big proclamation about what it is exactly you're doing. Just say, oh, no, it's not, not what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And then ultimately, we talked about this very recently. Um, and to bring it up again, ultimately, it's not the five or seven or 10 days or whatever that you're visiting with these people and it's these not people. these people yeah I didn't <laughs> your mean loved like ones yeah your your loved ones it's not the actual holidays that in the long run that are the issue it's how you react when you get back yeah it's how you react in between because we ultimately we don't just have a holiday problem we have a like lifestyle eating fitness yeah. problem that is all year round 
And if you can go in and even if you end up, you know, quote unquote, blowing it and you indulge the whole time you're there, but you come back and you know that once you're back in your environment, you're going to stick to your plan and get right back on it and not continue that momentum, not like get on that Polar Express again, yeah. <laughs> even after you're back. Um that is really the important thing is getting back on track and not using it as an excuse just to not ever get back on your plan again. Well, and that's the thing too, upon leaving, if they have, you know, put lots of food in your car with you to take home, <laughs> you can stop at a local dumpster yeah, wherever you see raccoons and just throw all the food away. You don't need to take it home with you. You don't need to do it. Just but, look for raccoons on Google Maps. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you search for your raccoons near here, and that's where you throw it away. But also that, you know, as much planning as you put into getting to your location, plan to have groceries delivered on the day that you get back from the holiday. Yeah. Plan to have a rotisserie chicken and vegetables that night for dinner because you're too tired to cook. Come home to a clean house so you're not overwhelmed and, you know, exhausted. Make it as easy as yourself as po for yourself as possible to get back into your routine as soon as you're back. If you're traveling with others, let them know, hey, I really, you know, the holidays take a toll on me. I really want to make sure that we're getting back into healthier habits when yeah. we get home. Are you good, you know, getting salad in a bucket for dinner or whatever <laughs> restaurant <laughs> salad in a bucket salad in a bucket. i love that place i couldn't remember that there's like a there are a couple of salad places yield green no you have it right salad in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to get sued by anybody but it's what we do as we bookend before we leave and after we come back that really matter and in all of this we're not we've talked about it before we're not perfect we do the best that we can yeah sometimes we stumble but the predominance of our days are spent focused on healthy habits that make us feel good. And we have setbacks over the holidays. But in the past, I might have gained 10 pounds over the holiday, easy, maybe 15. And if I can keep it to like three or four, all right, that's an improvement. I'll take it. Yeah, for because sure. We don't want to get into an austerity thing where we just don't eat anything and hide in our bedrooms and kind of wait for it to pass. Because then that usually leads to like anger, rage eating, revenge eating afterward because I didn't actually get the treats that I wanted. Yeah, so exactly. prioritize. And like, like Donald said, we're adults. And if we don't start telling people what we need and how to support us, like it's not, there's never going to be this magical moment where we feel like the right kind of grown up to stand up for ourselves. Yeah. If we don't do it for ourselves, no one's going to step in and do it for us. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, happy holidays to everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we have many other holiday episodes you can check out. We have many other non-holiday episodes you can check out. And if you liked this one, you can find them all wherever you found this one. And you can also find us on our website at any time, weonlylookthin.com. And if you're at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group, Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. It is an accountability Facebook group uh, based on Facebook, you know, the kind of Facebook groups on Facebook. Yes. Um, 
And it's for women. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. We do Zoom meetings, we do habit challenges, and uh, lots of fun stuff coming up in the new year. So now is the time to join. Don't wait uh, for the new year. And if you're going to go visit relatives, join up Wolt, have a virtual cheerleader club hanging out with you uh, while you're hanging out with your family. It's a good place to be. Yes, indeed. And if you've got questions like the ones that our listeners asked on our Facebook page, you can get answers directly from Catherine Weigel on them and occasionally me, but mostly her. And uh, if you would like to interact with us in other ways, you can reach us on the socials. Uh, we are at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we also have an old-fashioned email address, We Only Look Thin at gmail.com. If you'd like to ask us questions there, if you'd like to give us some episode ideas, if there's things that you'd like us to touch on again, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, and speaking of hearing from you, if you are feeling generous this holiday season, and head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and review. Thanks to Katie Pants Freeman ah. on uh, Apple Podcast. We have gotten to our 500th star review. Yeah. Um, Katie says that we are a complete godsend. Oh. You're welcome. I uh, agree. Katie obviously has a lot of taste and uh, is super smart. Here, I'm just going to read uh, a little bit. Awesome. Amazing. No, uh, I love this podcast. Uh, I discovered it over the summer. My only regret is catching up. So now I have to listen on Mondays. Uh, Boo hoo, because she's listening all the episodes. <laughs> um, this couple reminds me so much of how my husband and I interact. It's scary. My husband doesn't listen to them, but he certainly knows who they are. Sometimes he'll ask me if I'm talking as myself or as Catherine. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> now who's talking about who? I know. I, I have to listen to you talk as Catherine all the time. <laughs> you get to. I you get, get to, to. I get to. Um, but Katie, thank you so much for your review. It means honestly so much to us. And just knowing that there are people out there who uh, we're helping change lives uh, slowly and, and, and consistently just means everything. So thank you so much for taking the time for leaving that rating and review. Uh, not only does it boost our mood as it did just now. Yes. Um, but it also helps other people find podcasts just like ours or potentially just ours. Um, so please do leave us a rating and review. And if, you, if you're not up for that, just tell somebody about the podcast. Yeah. It's a comedy podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's a comedy. comedy podcast where we like, you know, we sneak in some advice about weight loss and fitness. Yeah, they talk about food, but really they're just super funny. Yeah. So if you're still trying to fob off your leftovers to raccoons in your <laughs> parents' neighborhood, just remember that Donald and I are... An inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 